put those work clothes on, grab up that bushel basket, because today we're headed out to the field. Hi, and welcome to Living the Life with your host, Derry Lizenby. Today on the podcast, we'll discover simple biblical applications for living the life. And now here's your host, Derry Lizenby. Well, well, well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast today. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you have your work clothes in that bushel basket because we're going to be working in the fields today. John chapter 4 and verse 35. Jesus says, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest? Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look to the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Now, I love when Jesus takes things that we know about and things that we understand, and then he uh, brings the spiritual part of that along with it so that we can see the same thing in the spiritual sense. And this is what he's doing right here. He's talking to the disciples about something that they already know and already are aware of and probably have, you know, probably have taken part in harvesting or planting or watering all the different things uh, that happen, you know, as you uh, grow uh, a garden or whatever you may be growing in the field. And so he's likening this verse, stuff that they know about, things they know about and they understand, to a spiritual uh, spiritual sense. And he's, he's, he's saying to them, I want you to open those spiritual eyes that you have and look to that field because it's already white. Work's already been done. Someone's already sown it. Someone's already watered it. Someone's already hoed around uh, the edges of it and cleaned it. I mean, he's went through so that they would understand all of this knowledge that we have about gardening. He's saying it's already been done and it's ready to pick. It's ready for the pickers to come in and fill those bushel baskets. And when I, when I read this and thought about this and the Lord began to speak to me about this for putting it on a podcast, he reminded me of something I totally forgot about. But several years back, as we were living in Branson, Missouri, there was a special day that uh, the churches all participated together in. I think it was called celebrate life i think it's what it was but anyway we all had posters and uh, we would stand by the roads and and people would go by and the signs would be about uh choosing life and uh not aborting the babies and things you know things along those lines and it was always a fun time people would come by honking their horns and waving and it was just it was just a lot it really was a lot of fun we did that several years and the last year that we did this uh, and you and for us it was usually just a day we would go to church after church we would eat and then we would all meet at different places along the strip there in Branson if you know what that is uh, it was like the main road that that was always always filled with a lot of traffic and so man from one end to most most of all of it I guess you could say man it was just it was just people with signs and it was it was a lot of fun but there was the last time we did. There was a uh, after it was over after that day when it ended. Well, I noticed coming home 
from church that night that there was a guy with a sign standing in one particular spot on the strip. And uh, so, you know, we just kind of tapped the horn, did thumbs up, you know, it was great. He was still at it, you know, how cool that was, I thought. And we went home and then uh, the next day, uh, as we were doing our different things, because we, 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 Pam and I both worked, the children were busy, we was in uh, theater shows and very, 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 very busy uh, there in Branson and uh, also in Eureka Springs. But anyway, as, as we were going uh, to and fro in all the things that we were doing, I, the guy stayed there and he was there for, man, days went, days went by. And then those days turned into weeks. And then, man, the weeks turned into several months. And, and I remember going by there and uh, people would stop, uh, you know, about, I don't know, several times a day, then bringing him things to eat. You know, they bring breakfast for him to eat, they bring snack for him to have snack, they bring lunch, and there's always drinks, you know, good drinks, not not alcoholic things, but it, it, he always had food there. People were really gracious and kind to him, and and we even did that as well. We would uh, go by Wendy's or wherever, you know, and, and then we'd bring snack and would bring lunch or whatever it may be to you know to him and and drop it off and he was always very kind and gracious and so anyway this went on and man there after just i don't know i don't know four five six weeks i remember being convicted that i needed to stop and talk to him and i didn't know why i assumed that he was a christian person because he was making a good stand for something that's really you know is really a good cause and usually Christian people are the ones that, that will stand for that, and they even get ridiculed by, by a lot of people. And so, you know, I'm just assuming this guy's he's got to be an all right guy to be doing this, and he's so devout in it, and I, and I didn't know his story, I didn't know his name, and I, I wondered, you know, maybe, you know, what his story would be. Maybe he was involved in something like that, or maybe his mom thought about aborting him as a kid I, I didn't know you know just just my mind would race and wonder different things but I just felt every time I'd go by there man the Lord would just work on me about I need to stop and talk to this young man and I just I was always busy you know how life is life is busy for everybody and that was always my excuse man I'm going to do it but I haven't got time now I'll do it on the way back I'll come through on the way back I'll whip over stop and go visit with him and and, but I just never did. And man, the Lord was working me over. Every time I'd go by there, I mean, the Lord was really, really, really convicting me to stop and go visit with this man. And I mean, this weeks passed by, and I just didn't do it. And I made the, you know, the excuse of busy, I have to be over here, and I don't have time to do anything. And so that was always my excuse. I'll do it on the way back. I'll have more time. And Because he was there always. He slept there. He, he right there by a telephone pole on the strip and he was there day and night rain shine it didn't matter uh it, and many times it would be raining and he would be out there and man my heart would just break and then the lord was working on me to stop and go visit with him and i was always making excuses and just didn't do it well we're i don't remember what time it was in the evening but i was going what would that be west i was going west on 76 i don't even remember where i was going i may have been headed home or i may have been headed somewhere but i had time and the lord got on me again 
And so this time I stopped. I whipped up into a little parking area and stopped. And it was raining. Uh, not hard, but it was, you know, it was sprinkling. And it had been, you know, the, everything's wet. The road's wet. Grass is wet. Everything's wet. And it's sprinkling. And I didn't have a rain suit or an umbrella. But I got out and uh, walked over there to him. And he turned as I was getting close. And I don't know if he was concerned about, you know, why am I coming up to him? But anyway, but, um, I spoke before I got to him in a very kind way so that, you know, he, if he was nervous about it, he, he could, you know, it could calm him down a bit. And uh, anyway, I just talked to him just for a minute. Just, I don't remember even what all I said at the beginning, but the reason I stopped was to talk to him about Jesus. And so when I got, I guess the, just the preliminaries out of the way probably who I was and thanked him for what he was doing probably you know don't again I don't remember but that was probably the things that I started with and uh, I told him that the Lord had been talking to me uh, about stopping to visit with him and uh, I apologized that I didn't do it but I you know I, I wanted to do that now and, uh, and so I you know asked him I said you know are, are you saved have you been born again and he just looked at me and I could tell by his look that he, he didn't have a clue what I was talking about. And so I began to describe to him what I was talking about and had he ever been saved, did he know Jesus as his personal savior? And he didn't. He said, no, I, I don't. But he was very religious. He was, a, he, was, uh, he was Catholic, not that that really matters, but that he told me that he was a Catholic and that he stood for, you know, for life. And he believed in, you know, uh, protecting the babies and things like that. And yeah, that was his passion. But he had not been born again, not been saved. So I told him what Jesus did for him. And he knew, he knew most of all of that I told him about. But he had never repented of his sin. He had never turned from all that. He's never... Con- uh, confessed Jesus as his Lord and, and never put his faith in him but he wanted to and so after sharing everything I, and I love to share uh, the way Jesus gives salvation uh, because there's such a debate nowadays uh, on how people will even get saved and I don't it's foolish to me that there should be a debate about it but I always like to use uh, the way Jesus taught it I mean he's the one that's given salvation he's the one that paid for salvation so why not use the way he the way he gives it and so that's that's usually the way I do that and you know so I shared with him that Jesus on the cross there was you know two people beside him one on the left one on the right the one on the left said hey if you really are the Christ get us out of here man dude get us off this cross we're about to die man if you really are him get us out of here and then the other guy said hey you know you and I we deserve this we deserve where we're at because we're we're guilty but this man in the middle has done nothing and then he said to him, Jesus, will you remember me when I die and stand before you? And I love all that and because of what Jesus says and what happens. But I, I, I use that because I see a dialect. I see a conversation taking place. And so I, I always like to lead someone if they don't know how to pray. I like to lead them. I don't want them to be uncomfortable. And so I will lead them gladly to in, in a what a lot of people call a sinner's prayer or a prayer unto salvation. 
but it's just acknowledging the things that Jesus wants us to acknowledge that we're guilty, that we're a sinner, and that we do believe he is uh, the Christ, the son of the living God, that he died on the cross, went to the grave, and rose three days later. He is our Savior, our only hope. There is no other way, and that we confess him with our mouth, and we believe in our heart. And so I go through all of that, and so uh, I asked him if, if, if he would want to pray with me, and he said, yes, please. And so we knelt there on the wet grass with it drizzling rain, and he prayed and was was born again. It was it was the most precious thing. And then I loaded up, went and did whatever it was I was going to do. And and then I I remember we left the next day. And I don't remember where we went. I don't know if we went on a, a concert thing or I, if we came maybe to Arkansas to visit family. I don't remember exactly what happened. But we were gone just a couple days. And then when I got back uh, and I made the, the run, you know, on the strip. He was gone, and I never saw him again. So I don't know where he went to, and I don't remember his name, even though I got it that day. I I don't remember his name, but one day I will see him again. Amen. Praise God for that. Because there was a field that was white, and Jesus, in telling the disciples to open your eyes and look, he had been telling me to open your eyes and to go visit with that guy. Go visit and go talk to this young man. It's right there above your face. Lift up your eyes and look. There's a harvest right here, Derry, that's ripe and ready for the picking. And I almost missed it. I don't know if he got saved and found out that, man, I got something better to live for and left and went and did it. Or if, his, if he was just planning to leave anyway. But I thank God that I did not miss that opportunity and that I was able to open my eyes and see that harvest that was white. And I want to encourage you. Listen, Jesus said to the disciples, he says it to you and I today, open your eyes, lift up your eyes wherever you are. I don't care if you're at work. I don't care if you're in the mall. I don't care if you're at the movie house. I don't care if you're at Walmart or I don't care if you're at McDonald's or Wendy's, wherever you may be. Look, lift up your eyes. There is a field right in front of you and it's white. It's white under harvest. And all you have to do is be obedient to Christ. Give out hope. Give out the answer for everyone in, in, in that's in this in this field. Keep your bushel basket with you at all times because the field is white under harvest. Listen, you don't have to be a professor to lead someone to the Lord. Listen, just wh- tell them what happened to you. And look, if you don't know how to do that, just get along. Maybe when you're driving to work every day, practice that. Telling what happened to you, how you met Jesus. Tell yourself, remind yourself, practice that, what happened to you and how it happened. And then you can share that with others. Because listen, every day, every day there is a field that's white under harvest. And Jesus is saying to you, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. It's there. It's right there. Lift them up and look. It's white under harvest. And I pray you'll be obedient. Share what Jesus did for you. And you can lead others to him as well. God bless you and have an awesome, great day.
Thank you for listening to Living the Life. We pray that this podcast helps you to discover simple biblical applications for living the Christian life. We hope to see you on the next episode of Living the Life.